Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. The corrupt powers that rule this nation are hard at work. They are trying to keep wages low and the rent high. They are quick to line the pockets of big businesses, but tell us they can't find a dime for the people. I understand this. I've seen the rot from the inside as a state senator, and it's ugly and widespread. On Unboss, we are working to change that. Every day on Unboss, we are bringing you the stories that really matter. We talk about power, corruption, justice, or lack thereof, and we break this down every weekday giving you the tools to give the power back to where it belongs with the people. I'm Nina Turner and I am unbought and unbossed. Listen to Unbossed on Apple Podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com A one-minute difference across six hours of competition. What an absolute nail-biter. Plus, Mark Wright maybe wants TJ's job. AJ and Arabella bow out first. Puzzles prove yet again to be the great equalizer. Nathan continues being pure entertainment and always, always put the car in neutral before pushing it. Everyone knows that. It's the Challenge UK Episode 5 Recap, a.k.a. the Finale Recap, plus some season awards coming up right now. What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge past, present, or future if it's happening in the challenge universe. And we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated challenge historian, Jacob Hollibaugh. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me today to close out our super speedy recap palooza of the super compact season of The Challenge UK. We've done it. Well, we will have done it within, you know, the next 30 minutes or so of this recording. But we've gotten here, Episode 5, Challenge UK, all in one week time. They dumped it on us on, us on a Saturday. We've recapped it one day at a time since. Here we are to talk about the finale. Now, because we've done this super speedy recap of this binge-worthy five-episode run here to get it all in before we move our attention to the Challenge World Championships... We uh, didn't really plan in advance for where we would do the season recap or awards or if we would need to do those. So today's podcast is more or less going to be two pods in one. We're going to do the Challenge UK episode five recap 15 minutes or less or around there the same way we've done episodes one through four and the preview. But then we're also going to do the full season recap and awards on top of that another 15 minutes or so. So this is going to be a double episode, a double mini episode version like we've been doing all week long so it's still in the end going to be as short or maybe even shorter than our normal you know 45 to hour minute hour minute that's a word hour long uh episode recaps of typical challenge episodes so you know it'll still be 
compact enough, but we've got to do episode five. It deserves its own little recap. And then is this season was good enough in the cast, good enough and everything about it fun enough that we've got to do its own little awards and recap and still have time to get to that world championships tomorrow. So that's the plan for today. That's the plan for tomorrow. World championship preview, which then starting next week on Wednesday, I believe those episodes drop, you know, if you stay up all night, Tuesday night to midnight, wherever you are, I don't know what time they drop on Paramount Plus, but it's sometime I, I would assume it always has been in the past in the morning range. So I'll watch those in the morning. We'll get the recaps out around Wednesday afternoon. Every Wednesday for the next 12-ish weeks, I believe. I saw somewhere that it might be a 12-episode season. Uh, we shall see. But World Championship preview tomorrow on Friday. And then World Championship recaps of every episode on Wednesdays moving forward. And then also, to uh, last night when you're listening to this, tonight when I'm actually recording it, getting a little ahead of the game here, we've got the Survivor season uh, season uh, premiere. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm so focused on a recap of a finale here that I can't even think of the word premiere. Survivor premiere just happened. Uh, maybe happened a day or two ago, depending when you are listening to this. And I will be covering Survivor all season long over on the Most Likely Two podcast feed with my good friend Paige. So that will be on Saturday. Survivor Saturdays will be back. Challenge Wednesdays will be back today. We've got UK episode five plus the full season recap and awards. So a lot to get to. Let's dive on in storylines from episode five which is the finale we barely get anything in the house it's just straight to the finale they were straight to the finale it was you know i wonder how long they were actually in that house at one point in episode four i believe tristan says you know we've been here two weeks but they go final elimination and he says there the next day will be the finale and it is the very much the next day so quick succinct we're right into it so all of episode five is the finale we've got five things to touch on from it one minute or less ish for each one let's get going first thing mark wright is a fantastic host i love mark wright now tj should be the host of every challenge forever if he wants to, it's his life. He gets to choose because he's the goat and he's TJ. And I love him like a family member, even though I've never met the guy. Love TJ. Don't let any of this be like, mm, Jacob's out here like hoping that Mark Wright takes over for TJ. No, 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 no. TJ is the host forever of every challenge season that he wants to do. He should be there as the host in perpetuity for literally for the rest of his life. If he wants to be 75 years old and host in the challenge 67 Go for it, TJ. You're the GOAT. You get to be, you're the face of the show. It's all yours. But if he ever were to want to retire, make sure that Mark Wright is available because he is fucking great at this. I loved having him there as the host um, in just an incredibly difficult spot. We had this on Challenge Australia. I really enjoyed Briny. She was in, they were in, excuse we had this on the Challenge Australia. We, you know, we talked about with Briny. They were in an incredibly difficult position being the first season that we were watching without TJ as the host. How do you even do that? They did a fantastic job. Mark Wright then comes in. We're a little bit now. We've had that one time where we're a little used to it not being TJ, so we're a little more willing to accept that it's not TJ. And, man, he's just so good, and he's amazing in this final. His commentary throughout the final, the way he's talking to the players, letting 
helping them know where they are, having some jokes here and there with them, the interactions, proper explanations of everything, cast members commenting that how nervous they are competing in front of him, kind of giving him that stature that, you know, TJ holds within the flagship and all-stars and basically the entire challenge world. And also, how goddamn handsome is this man? I mean, good lord. And that's really why Nathan was so nervous competing in front of him. I think it was more to do with the handsome part than the like he's an accomplished athlete himself part. But loved everything from him. Please give us more Challenge UK and make Mark the TJ of that franchise. Please and thank you. I will at least go that far. I will say if they keep doing Challenge UKs, which I think they should, that Mark should be, you know, the permanent Challenge UK host and maybe have him pop in every once in a while. It sounded like, you know, from I referenced before, we heard TJ on one of the Challenge Mania Lives talking about uh, him and him and Righty, as he called him, you know, we're fast friends and whatnot, so maybe have him pop in once in a while and just hang out with his buddy TJ for an elimination or something of that nature. So Mark Wright, fantastic host. Second thing, I got to go faster here. We got to get back to one minute for each of these. It's fifty thousand dollars, fifty thousand pounds, whatever the exchange rate's actually a little bit more than dollars, but you you get it. Fifty thousand is that fair for the winner? Fifty k each. It feels like a slap in the face, but then. You remember that this was a five-episode, 16-person, only four rounds of daily in a limb, one-day final. Maybe this is fair, but it feels a little light. It feels like it's not enough to like really get me that excited about it. And I think, looking back now at the different seasons, it's cool that they're—it's not cool. It's, it's fine that they're different payments for each of the different versions of the show, but— I think this should have been $150,000 each, pounds, whatever, 150 k each. I think Challenge Australia should have been 250 each, and I think Challenge USA should have been 500 each, which Challenge USA was 250 each, so I think it should have been double. Australia was, I believe, 100 each. Uh, I think it should have been two and a half of that, and this was 50. I think it should have been 3x that. So that's what I think. I know that's a lot of money. I know they were probably never going to do that, but it felt a little weird in, in 2023 being like, you won $50,000. Great job. Second place, nothing. Third place, nothing. It was like, wow, we're back in 2007 again or whatever it was, however long ago it was that that's what they were winning. But I guess it's fair given the length and the level, you know, the small, smaller number for the competition. Third thing, fantastic final. Fantastic. What a well-produced final. Hallelujah. We did it like a flawlessly done final. About six hours of competition across one day, that felt kind of perfect to me. Honestly, I think if I if I could now, after having seen this and you know having watched a lot of finals in the last couple of years, we've had a lot of challenge seasons recently. Like we're really in in the thick of just challenge overload, and I love every bit of it. But uh, we've seen so many you know modern finals at this point, and so many in quick succession in the last year or two. I think I've come to believe that the best case version especially coming off rider dies where i think i was not the only one who's like this is this is this sounded cool in the room a hundred hour final and then it never sounded cool again after that first moment that you said it in the room um i think the best possible final is start in an evening two hour ish activity followed by sleepover activity and getting to sleep to some degree followed by the next day being exactly basically what they did here. Maybe a one little bit shorter on the first leg or something, all 90 to 120 minute, three to four legs. So I think it should be a day and a half final, one length, lengthy-ish activity going into a night, going into a second day with like three to four 90 minute or so legs. I think that's the perfect final. 
I think this was damn close to it. Everything ran without a hitch. Everything seemed fair. There was a proper mix of endurance running with puzzles, with a couple physical strength-based moments. Really great mixture, really proper to like actually see who's the best at, you know, what the challenge is known for, almost all the facets of it. It was extremely similar to Australia and Ride or Die's final, but I feel like for the first time we maybe saw all of it here. We The other ones, we didn't see everything that actually happened. I feel like this one, we might have seen everything that happened or like saw each stage. Maybe we missed a tiny bit here or there, but you know what we didn't see? And you know what I don't think was there because they would have shown it if it was, I assume. Maybe I'll find out that I'm wrong. There was no eating. And guess what? I didn't realize that until after the fact, and I was okay with it not being there. Now, the winners and the MVPs that go to the Challenge World Championships are in for quite a surprise since they've had no trivia and now no eating on their little mini season. Um, so when they get to do both of those, might be a little bit shocking, in particular the eating portion. But uh, yeah, all in all, fantastic final. I really enjoyed it. I thought they did a fantastic job putting it together. And especially since I'm watching this after watching two seasons recently that are basically the same final that I still enjoyed this one. That's a big win for the production team. Fourth thing, Tristan wins the male side. Let's talk the male side here for a second. Tristan just dominates. He's clearly the best endurance athlete there of this group. He's also solid at puzzles. He did not even get like, you couldn't even be like, oh, well, he got the perfect partners in every situation because he had Kaz with him for the biggest puzzle. And as we're about to talk about Kaz and puzzles, uh, it's a tough one. So he didn't even, you know, have the perfect partnerships and he still just dominated. He won by over an hour, an hour and one minute, 515 to Nathan's 616. So in a six hour long thing, second place in six hours and you do it in five, basically like that's a big gap. So he is on my radar when we're looking at world championships. He was a slow burn this season. He did the proper thing of like, it's only four, like there's only a couple of us here. I'm just going to be in the background. I'm going to make sure no one likes me. I'm not going to win. I'm not going to lose. Stay in the middle, and then I'll smoke him. The military background, he's definitely, uh, that we find out about like halfway through this season, episode three or four, definitely got the mental toughness. He's smart enough to do the puzzles. He's got great endurance. Uh, yeah, uh, he's just he's just very, very good. Nathan and Callum, great efforts. Callum, puzzles, tripped him up. Nathan, great at puzzles, we find out for the second time. Pretty great at the strength. Really good at the composure part of it. Solid endurance. He's not fast. Like, he's not running fast, but he's always running, jogging. Like, so solid on the endurance. Like, very, very good showing for Nathan. I'm, you know, continually impressed and starting to think, like, what could he do in, you know, in the Challenge World Championships house? Obviously, we'll cover a bunch of that tomorrow. Then... Tristan, the final thing, while he was going to win no matter what by a bunch, he also is the one that understands to put the car in neutral, which I guess I hadn't thought about this on Australia or Ride or Dies, where all of those people pushing the car while it was in drive or whatever and way harder to push. Was Tristan the first person across seasons to realize that these asshole producers, this complete and utter dick move, did not put these cars in neutral to begin with? Or were the other seasons they in neutral and this one they weren't? I don't know, but... uh it was pretty crazy. I don't know if the other two teams realized or they just pushed it the hard way because when Tristan just waltzes by them, like he's tall and strong or whatever, but like he's just pushing it super duper easy and Zara's just like kind of steering it and the others are struggling so mightily. It's not like one car ended up weighing that much less. How did they not all be like, something's wrong, something's different. What did they do? What do we need to do? So Tristan wins the men. Great job by him. Kaz wins the women's side. All three women's times, should be said, beat Nathan and Callum. So 
if we're going overall times here, Tristan, Kaz, Zara, Courtney, Nathan, Callum is the running order. Now, I'm not sure how much of that is, you know, each of the three women were with Tristan for one third, and he won by such big lengths every every stage of the way that that might skew it. But regardless, it's worth noting, all three women fucking killed it, fucking did great, and was a very competitive showing. Even Courtney, who's in third, and you know, great showing, like, what, 20 minutes behind in the end? Again, across, like, six hours, that's not a lot at all. And, you know, having the shin splint flare-up issues, amazing work from Courtney. Glad she got to the final. Glad we got a decent amount of at least getting to, like, have her in confessional booth, learn a little about her personality and things. But then it really it comes down to Zara versus Kaz. And my goodness, one minute, like one minute across six hours, that's insane. That is wild that it comes down to that close, which, by the way, so glad we got times shown throughout. They showed times every sub part of each checkpoint. It wasn't even at the end of each checkpoint they showed, you know, updated, which they did that. Big leaderboard, loved it. You could pause it, digest it. But they also, stage by stage within each checkpoint, were showing the times each one of them took. I actually trusted that they were accurate. I mean, who knows if they 100% were who knows if this was actually one minute, but it feels like it was. It feels like those were actually in accurate times. And regardless if they were, I appreciate them showing us each step of the way so we can keep track. I like that a lot, lot better. So I was happy to be given proper updates. Kaz in the end kind of gets lucky as hell. Like kind of gets lucky as hell. She turns out she is shit at puzzles. She is shit at puzzles. At least she was shit at these puzzles. Okay. It's a small sample size, but so far, not good, okay? Her brain literally turns off um, at one point in this final. You know, Tristan handles most of the memory one. She's putting in her part of that. Like, you don't see the... It's not like, oh, wow, Kaz sucks at puzzles yet during that one. She's actually the only one I put in my notes. She, like, the first time back kind of starts to pick up on the pattern, and I thought she was going to be the first to be like, hey, there's a pattern here. We don't have to memorize it. We can just do this the way, you know, it was on Ride or Dies. I don't know. I think they had changed some things around. I don't think that pattern actually existed, but she was at least like kind of looking for it. So I had a little bit of hope, but then her and Callum destroy all of that hope. They struggle mightily on the little four block thing. And then on the tires, I, she's she's very tired. She's pretty tuckered out when it gets to the tires or something because her brain just literally turns off. Nathan and hers interaction is hilarious. He can't believe his composure and his ability to like kind of laugh while also being like, I'm a, I'm willing to laugh at this, but like, can you just like stop and do what I say if this is how lost you are? Because she she literally reads the sign and is like, wait, so elimination game, female, male name, but it says name after male, and then it says female and then name, and it's just like, yeah, like the per like the person's name, like the the game, and then who was the man that got sent home and who was the woman that got sent home like it's not that hard and she eventually after the third time he like explains it to him and like points at the sign she's like uh yeah why don't we just run off because i feel really silly right now and uh clearly you've got this on lock so i can run and carry tires how about that so she has some some tough moments but she's still a beast uh it just turns out she's a beast with a flaw or two that i didn't know necessarily were there and 
along with that, Zara is also a beast. And now I went from being like Kaz was surefire going to win, which she does by one minute. Again, insane. But thinking like, ooh, I really like Kaz going into the world championships. Now I'm like Zara also going into the world championships. Like we got two really great competitors coming in from Challenge UK on the female side and really on the male side too. Nathan and Tristan, like, we got a great group of people going from this show into the next from a competition standpoint and really from an entertainment standpoint. More on that later. But uh, yeah, Kaz gets the win. Love it. Predicted that one right. Got the men's side wrong. Said it was AJ. But overall, episode five, the final, really, really enjoyed. Well, we just did the full 15 minutes in segment one, so we barely have any time, and we don't actually if I actually was sticking to 15 minutes here for the episode awards, but we can't just skip right to the season stuff because every episode deserves its awards just for posterity, just to give out, you know, the MVPs. Eventually, one day, we'll be able to count who has the most episode MVPs, stuff like that. We got to give these award out, so let's be quick. Best quote of the episode goes to Nathan. Quote, I'm happy with second. I've learned that I'm more resilient than I give myself credit for. I'm a pit bull, not a chihuahua. Now that I know Tristan has won money, I want him to be my sugar daddy. End quote. Just a great cap off to that little bromance story between the two of them. Best moment, three nominees. We've got the moment where Mark gives Nathan the thumbs up that the puzzle's correct, followed by Nathan slump against the wall, just screaming, yes, while then leaving the puzzle and realizing they've avoided elimination. That moment's great. Second moment, AJ and Arabella, the final joint interview they do, they kind of, you know, it's a nice interview, but then at the end they're like, let's, why don't we just both yell? You want to both yell? Okay, we'll both yell. And then they just both let it all out, release it all like that moment. And then third and final one, what we talked about before, when Kaz has no idea what's going on with the tires and Nathan just calmly, somehow calmly is like, let me explain what it means by game. Male name, female name. Let me uh, let me explain why name comes after the word male and name comes after the word female. I just everything about that. That's the moment of the episode. Third and final nominee and the winner. As for episode MVP, fifth place Zara, fourth place Courtney, third place Nathan, second place Tristan, first place Kaz. Uh, she gets the episode MVP here. We finally she has. <laughs> Let's see, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, across the first four episodes, she had 12 confessionals. This one, she gets 15. So we finally get overloaded with Kaz in the end, uh, the winner, true winner's treatment. And again, she was a treat throughout and does get the win. So she's episode MVP. As for the predictions, uh, we went, you know, five for eight on our finals predictions. We went one for two on our winners. We're doing good. We we nailed two for two the first time we ever got exactly right the winners on Ride or Die. And now here, we went one for two with the cast we had no idea who was. I'd say we're getting pretty good at this predictions thing. Let's see if, you know, tomorrow, if we can, you know, do it again with the Challenge World Championships. So that's your episode wards. That's your episode recap. Now, instead of ending the podcast, let's just start podcast number two right here. And now let's recap the whole dang season. We now turn our attention to all five episodes, the entirety of the Challenge UK, and uh, no five things to talk about, technically four things to talk about here, no time limit. We'll go as quickly as we can. I don't want this to drag on too much, but we've got to cover, you know, this season was, while small, was really, really good and deserves its full recap and awards. So let's do the recap part first. Uh, Four things to discuss. First one, five episodes, 16 people. Yay or nay? What's the end feeling? couple episodes in, I was really loving it. And at the end, I'm going to go with 
I really enjoyed it. I really, really did. I thought I was going to have a pretty shit time this past week. Honestly, that's really what I thought. I was like, they're, you know, I said it so much in the preview last Saturday of being like, you know, they dumped it five days in a row in the UK straight to streaming. It's only five episodes, only 16 people. Like, what? It seems like they don't have a lot of faith in it. So why should I? I was holding out hope that, like, the UK has given us such good cast before that maybe it would be able to deliver. And deliver it did. And now I'm just really torn on, like, would I like to see more small seasons like this? I mean, it really relies on the cast being solid, giving you something good to fill out those episodes like properly. But this one just nailed it so well with doing that that I'm kind of inclined to be like, you know, I think I said in episode two or three, I had uh, an idea that I'm now backtracking a little on of like, what if they did, you know, instead of this four different countries doing a season leading to the world championships, what if it was just like four pods of 16 people all doing the exact same shit, like four different houses, but then going to the same place and doing dailies and whatever. And then maybe like the four people from four men, four women from each one or whatever, go into a final house of, you know, 32 people for final version. That's way too convoluted, but you know, I don't know. I found, found myself liking this little mini season and thinking I would kind of be into a little, a couple other mini seasons like this. It really leads me to think that the the, maybe the ideal season that they'll never do for flagship or anything else because it's too short and they clearly want it to be, you know, 15 to 20 episodes, not under 10, like I'm about to suggest. But I think the best case thing might be a 24 person, eight episode season. 10 people make the final, straightforward, seven episodes of just daily elimination, eliminate two people, 24 down to 10, episode eight's the final, quick. Be selective in casting. It's basically this, but, you know, eight versus five episodes. So it feels a little more like that old school when they used to have eight. They had a couple eight episode seasons. They had a couple 10 episode seasons. You know, maybe you could drag 24 people out to 10 episodes with some sort of cliffhanger. Give us the two episode finale or that first episode where no one goes home. Something of that nature. So, yeah, uh, that's that's kind of where I've landed with this. Does it make any sense that they picked the UK, which we've had tons of challenge casting success to be the one that did the mini season of all of these. I don't know anything. I still have yet to look at anything about challenge Argentina. Maybe that was also super small and quick like this, but no, I don't get it. I don't get why the UK, which has given us so much and which has this huge reality television base to pull from and fan base to possibly, you know, dive into is the one that we get the five episode 16 person mini season. I don't really though get the whole strategy behind the entire world championships thing. I think they haven't done this the best version of it. Maybe they will do a better version of it in future versions of it. They're just throwing shit at the wall right now. I don't know, but it seemed like this cast there's got there's obviously tons and tons of talent in the reality world of the UK. They could have blown this out to, you know, 24 and done the eight episodes. They could have gotten this easily to like 30 and did a 10 or 12 episode season. But uh, overall, I was pretty happy with it. Second thing, the dailies and eliminations. This kind of goes hand in hand. We talked about this in like episode one. If there's only going to be episode one's recap, if there's only going to be four dailies and four eliminations, they've got to be strong to make the season good and strong they were. The eliminations... They absolutely nailed it, like 100%. We got four eliminations, not so fast, pole wrestle, balls in, and a trivia-based game. And they could have just went pure headbanger and been like, not so fast, pole wrestle, balls in, and hall brawl. 
But you can't really do that because you can't just be about the headbangers. Like it just can't be. And, you know, not so fast isn't a headbanger. So it wouldn't have been, but you get what I'm saying. They had to mix in a little bit more mental and whatnot. So I think this was quite literally the perfect selection for the four games they could have played in the Elims. And then on the daily side, they're really solid, not quite on the level of the Elims, but really solid. And especially considering there's no iconic daily games other than trivia, which them not doing trivia is a little odd, but ultimately is probably okay for this season. It's not okay if they skip like in a flagship season or something, if they didn't do trivia, but it probably is here. At least they did the spooky town, which is amazing. And spoiler alert is the best daily challenge of the season. So they nailed that part of it, and which was incredibly important. They couldn't fuck up one elimination or really one daily when you only got four of them. You can't have one episode be bad, really, when there's only five. So they didn't do that. The next thing, let's talk about the drama and really just why this worked and why the episodes each kind of had their own idea and theme and story to it and carried it and why it then made the whole thing seem so great and so wonderful. You know, there wasn't, Actually, when you look back, like that much drama, but there was just plenty enough to fill out the four episodes very, very nicely. We've got episode one, Lockie busts his face up, and we've just got the Lockie episode. It's all about that that moment and that that whole thing playing out throughout the whole thing. Second episode's all about the brothers are going to end up in a pato brawl versus each other, and they do, and it's great and wonderful. So that's episode two. Episode three, you've got the alliance, and you've got romance, the Calaminella, and then the alliance. Those things are forming, happening, and taking control of the game. And then episode four, AJ gets his redemption. Nathan, big-time star turn. That's episode four. And then episode five is the final and your winners. So they really did a great job of like, we've got something worth focusing on all five episodes and they focus on it and they deliver a solid somewhere between like good to great episode, all five, all the way through. And that leads to a really high quality product in the end. It is way more about the men than the women. We commented on this once after the second episode when the confessionals were almost double for the men versus the women. Now, is this by design and something nefarious in them, you know, not treating the female half of the cast properly? I don't think so in this instance. I think this is just what the cast gave them to work with, and you do ultimately have to work with what you've got. I feel like we saw no hints of any of the women like not liking each other or making alliances or doing pretty much anything other than like chilling and having a good time and making friends and then being like, I'm into the competition, but otherwise like we're just chilling, hanging out, making friends. This is a good time. I like this. I'm glad I'm getting to be here. And so when they don't give you anything at all, this, you know, goes all the way back to, if you listen to any of the rewatch series that I did last year on the first 20 seasons on the battle of the sexes one and two, especially battle of the sexes two season nine, where it's like, the season's a little boring because the men are all just like chilling, having fun and zero drama. And so like the only storylines the whole season are just about the women's side and there's not even that much to go off of, but there's at least something. So it's a little bit, it feels like that. It does not feel like anything nefarious is going on here at all, but uh, you never know. You never know. It's at least worth pointing out. Definitely way heavy on the men versus the women as far as the storylines went. Final thing then, let's just talk about the cast all the way through. Uh, I grouped all of the cast into five categories here based on, you know, whether I'd want to see them back or not. Bottom category is don't need to see them again. I feel strongly that I do not want to see them again. Who is in this group? 
literally no one. I didn't hate anyone. I was not so out on anyone that I'd be like upset if I saw them again or feel like they wasted a casting spot if I saw them again. No one made it into the bottom spot, which is a big testament to this cast. Now, next group, I'd be fine either way. It'd be okay if I never saw them on the Challenge House again, but if I did, I'd also be like, okay, there could be something there. You know, like we'll see. That group is pretty large. That's uh, Ageline. Ashleen, I believe, is the pretty. I, you know, we only got one episode of it. I apologize for mispronouncing your name, but I, I think there's a lot of potential there. But it was only one episode, so we don't, we don't fully know. And then Kaz, Danny, Curtis, Marcel, Arabella, and Courtney, all of them uh, seem wonderful and great. And we didn't get a ton from, you know, Curtis. We got a decent amount from those first two episodes, uh, but the rest, even Arabella and Courtney, making it all the way to the end. You know, it was minimal impact here they certainly weren't front and center of many storylines but like them all be fine either way if i never saw them again or if they popped up on the next season of anything that would be fine too third category totally torn i think this could either be horrible if we saw them again but there's a potential it could be amazing and great two people in this category that would be james aka Lockie, and ashley i don't know if i saw the perfect amount of for both of these i feel the same way did i see the perfect amount where I didn't end up like totally disliking or totally wishing they weren't there or anything like that. Or did I not see enough? Is there a lot more drama to possibly pull from these two? Are they very interesting characters and I want way, way more? Or were they interesting because of the amount we got them? And if we got more, we'd be like, uh, maybe it's not actually that interesting. So I'm totally torn, but I think I need to at least know what the answer is. So I kind of want to see them both again. Fourth category, I would like to see them again. Ella, Zara, Callum, and AJ. Really enjoyed all of them. I would like to see them on another season of Challenge UK or, you know, a big group get-together, not the world championships, but if there was just, you know, bring people over to the flagship, what have you, that would be great. And then the fifth and final category, I need to see them again. Need, need, need to. And thank goodness we get to. We can guarantee it with all three of these people, Tristan, Kaz, and Nathan, especially Nathan, but I liked both winners, and there were winners, and I want to see, I need to see all three of them again, and we will get to see all three of them on the Challenge World Championship. So, hallelujah for that. That's kind of the recap of the season, more or less. Let's dive into, then, the awards for the season. Let's rattle off some awards, season awards, this time. So, full season All the typical awards we like to hand out, we're going to do here. A couple of them rather quick. Those would be the sports side. Best Daily Challenge. We already said it. Spooky Town, Episode 3. I'm not going to learn the real name. I don't want to. It's called the Spooky Town Challenge. That's what it should be called. They should bring it back as often as possible on all future seasons, all future versions of the challenge. Best Elimination. That goes to Episode 2's Pacto Brawl. Arabella and AJ beating Kaz and Curtis. Fantastic performance from Kaz and Arabella. And but this was really all about the brothers. The brothers doing a Pato Brawl pole wrestle. That's that's an incredible story. And it was a really good elimination. It was very close, hotly contested on both sides. So given the award to that one. Third award, then best quote of the season. We got three nominees here from episode two, Ella quote, Kaz K and Curtis's puzzle looks like it's had a week in Ibiza. It looks mangled End quote second nominee. Also Ella this time, episode three quote, don't really do puzzles at home. Don't really do a lot at home. Just sit and be pretty End quote. And then third and final nominee from episode four, Nathan quote, even though I think I'm a tiny dainty little princess, I am not. This is the time I act like Shrek and I go straight for it. End quote. 
Loved all of those. I'm going to give the award to Ella. You can pick for which one. I like that I just sit and be pretty. Quote, it's good stuff. And Ella gets it because the Dan Renzi Award for Confessional King or Queen of the Season goes to none other than Nathan. Of course, dude. Nathan is delivering on all fronts, especially in the confessional booth. Absolute confessional king that guy is. Runner-up goes to Ella. Third place, Callum. Shout out, Callum. Giving us a lot in the confessional booth as well. Appreciate his contributions, but he's third. Ella's runner-up. Nathan is the confessional king of the season, so we give the best quote to Ella. Next award, best moment of the season. Three nominees here. Episode one. Uh, well, maybe Lockie's fall and maybe just everything Lockie in episode one, but uh, specifically when he calls things off with Arabella, both their possible romance or the possibility that they could have a romance and the possibility that they would ever work together again. And uh, just that, that awkward, weird, strange moment, sit down conversation that the two of them have uh, is where it just goes the opposite of what you would expect. You would like, oh, maybe maybe Arabella would ask him to talk and be like, hey, like we were kind of hitting it off and you got banged up really bad. I should be the one to be like, how are you doing? Make you like feel not like feel okay like someone cares in this house and it's like no he grabs her is like let's sit down she's like okay this is already starting off strange he's like guess what we're not gonna have a romance anymore and also i hope we're not partners or we don't work together anymore because i thought you should have been my partner even though i'm the one that didn't pick you this that and the other loved that moment second nominee episode two nathan and curtis's magic mike dance off nathan starting it curtis ending it with an exclamation point loved that third and final nominee then nathan's penis commentary to mark during the freezing daily challenge last daily challenge just we we read the whole thing last episode recap we don't have to again but his commentary back and forth about his penis possibly being frozen off the spider in the water mark being like it doesn't matter him being like well it it truly doesn't because i literally might not have a penis and just doubling down on that commentary so that was amazing i'm giving the best moment of the season to nathan and mark for that moment and then we get to the MVP. You probably know where this one's heading, but let's give everyone their due who deserves a shout out in this category. Honorable mention, Ashley, Curtis, Lockie, Callum, and Ella all deserve honorable mention for all different reasons, but I enjoyed I enjoyed what they each and every one of those five gave us. They didn't quite make the top five, which the top five is really a top seven because I cheated. In fifth place, I'm going with Mark Wright. The host deserves one final shout-out. Righty, I love you. I hope we see you around in some capacity that isn't stealing TJ's job because that should obviously never happen. But I still hope we find a way to work to work Righty into the world of the challenge, a dash here, dash there, um, when and when possible. At least Challenge UK seasons where he can be continue hosting over on that side of the pond. Fourth place, we're going Kaz and Tristan tie for fourth. They're both the winners. They both come on late in the season. Don't get as much love or attention early on, but the more we see of them, the more we love of them, and then they pull off the win at the end, so they've got to be on here. They're in fourth. Third place, Callum and Ella combo here, mostly because most of the time we saw them through the first three episodes before she goes home. They are together. They both gave great performances. I loved spending time with the two of them. They get their spot in third Second place, runner-up, has to go to AJ. AJ is definitely the focal point of the season as far as the, the plot of the game 
goes throughout. You know, he and his brother are the target early. He goes in. He wins back-to-back eliminations. One of them versus his brother. He then wins a daily challenge to gain the power at the end and turn the tables. He's lovable throughout. Good commentary. Really enjoyed AJ. Amazing, amazing stuff. And he's nowhere close to winning the MVP because obviously, 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 Nathan is the MVP. Holy cow. I mean, runaway performance. And it's a runaway with a strong cast of characters behind him. Doesn't matter. This is the MVP of MVP performances. I know it's only five episodes, but man, did he make the best of those five episodes. I mean, just... You know, it's not like it was all pure just in the entertainment side. On the on the competition side, he wins an elimination. He wins a daily challenge. So he's got both of those. He comes in second in the final. So he's got that. But then on the entertainment side, I mean, confessional king of the season, the best moment and could have had other nominees. I mean, he had two of the three nominees for the best moment and could have had other ones. He was just a joy throughout. I mean, episode one, two, and three, he, you know, had a presence, had a star quality to him. And then in episode four, just all over that episode, just completely and utterly blows it out of the water. Magnificent virtuoso performance. And then Comes back in episode five, and yes, there's a letdown because, you know, virtuoso performance is hard to do twice in a row, let alone fucking once, but he still has an amazing performance in the final episode and is just a runaway MVP of the highest caliber. What a season. What a cast member. So thrilled that he is going to be on the World Championships, and we're going to get more of him, and so thrilled that it's him and Tristan, he his boyfriend, as they Tristan at least is willing to jokingly say by the end of this. So he will have that good friend going in. He will also have Kaz, who he is obviously good friends with outside of the show. By the way, remember last episode when we loved Nathan holding that friendship hostage and then loved even more that it seemed like he actually wasn't going to do that? It was all bluster? Yeah, it was all bluster. They just make up immediately. He's like, yeah, that was total bullshit. It wasn't that funny. And she's like, yeah, I guess it was kind of funny, but uh, let's let's just act like it didn't happen. Um, so he's going to have friends there. They're going to have uh, this UK group, those four. It's going to be tough. Uh, they're going to be a tough little alliance to break pending who their partners end up becoming. Uh, they, they're, they're, they're ones to look out for, for sure. It's going to be fierce. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So Nathan's the MVP. He had the best moment. He was the Dan Renzi winner. Ella got the best quote. Pato Brawl, the elimination. Spooky Town, the best daily. Mark Wright, the best host for this particular version of the show. And all in all, that's the Challenge UK. We did it. One week. Preview. Episode one, two, three, four, five. Season recap. All in the span of six days. We have done it. What a binge it has been. What a time it has been. And now... We're on to the World Championships. I have got a message or two about once we you know, started the Challenge UK coverage, if we were going to do Challenge Australia coverage, or excuse me, Argentina. Uh, I haven't looked if and when that's going to be on Paramount Plus, if we're going to get to watch that here in the States. I did today, actually, right before recording this, see the first clips of it ever pop up on Twitter um, and Instagram from a couple different accounts and it looks like they're having a whole bunch of fun it also looks like the cast is like really old like legit like the couple people in the clip that I saw uh, at this pool party that they're having are like like in their 50s for sure like for sure and I'm like what's what's going on here is this like an all-star like reality all-stars of Argentina 20 years later like type of thing going on I don't know but um, if if we're made to be able to watch it 
I will at some point, assuming there's subtitles and so I can, you know, read what they're saying because it is in Spanish. But uh, it's certainly not if they drop it today. I'm certainly not covering it all today before we get to the world championships. So um, no idea what will happen with that. But if they drop it, we'll at least do like one podcast episode after we watched it just to like talk about it a little bit. Um, and if you have watched it or have comments on it or anything, feel free to message me. Let's talk about it. That's great. But uh, probably will not get the uh, the coverage that this season or any of the others have done. We're moving into world championships. That is the focus. So thank you to all of the cast members of the Challenge UK. Wonderful performance. Thank you to the whole production. Really well-produced mini season of the Challenge. Well done. Uh, I know this was supposed to have ended two minutes ago, but now I have to say one other thing. That one clip I saw of Challenge Argentina, they're in the fucking house, which means the Challenge USA is the only of the five seasons that had to be in that shit warehouse. And if I was them, I'd be even more upset than I was when I came off of that show, which a lot of them were. So that's something to talk about for probably maybe the preview going into the, the World Championships, which will be out tomorrow i hope fingers crossed we'll see it will be it, it will be it's just when i'm gonna do it i might be up pretty late tonight or tomorrow we shall see but it will be out on friday thank you for being here with me on this challenge uk binge thank you for being with me here on any and every episode love to all of you hit the follow hit the subscribe hit me up at challenge historian on instagram you know all of the things the whole spiel love to you talk to you again tomorrow before finally then maybe having a day or two without a podcast here. So talk to you then. Peace. Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. There's a lot of misinformation out there, but the truth remains indisputable. I'm Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and every day I'll be bringing you a full dose of truth on my show, Indisputable. We cover criminal justice, social justice, politics, racism, police brutality, and everything in between. I even make space for conservative voices, but not before they step into the bullpen, where I debate them on their policy agenda. In January, I hosted They Called Him Radical, a special tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It features myself, Senator Nina Turner, Ricky Smiley, and Sharon Reed. Together, we reflected on Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy, his real legacy, and considered what we can all do to continue to fight for a better world. Listen to Indisputable and They Called Him Radical on Apple Podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.